your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, everybody. What's going on? Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast. It's dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And on today's episode, we will be discussing yet another PTO that the Avalanche have brought in for uh, a, a tryout. And this one, I think, might stick. So we will talk about that. We will get into the Olympics and the Avalanche will likely be well represented at the Olympic Games this year. So uh, the good and the bad that comes with that, we will talk about that. And three players that I think I don't want to say are on the the rise. I don't want to use that phrase it that way. I'll say three players that really can't wait to get out on the ice and uh, try to prove something for this season. So we will get to all of that. But first things first, follow the show on social media outlets, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram, and send any questions, comments, concerns, opinions to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com and uh, also the YouTube page. Just find Locked On Avalanche on YouTube and follow the show in video form if that's your format that you like to follow. Um, all right. So it came out yesterday afternoon that the Avalanche have signed a another player to a PTO. This time it is Artem Anisimov. And this is... I don't mind this one, you know, for the avalanche. And if you've been listening to this show or or you've been hearing me on some crossover episodes and things like that, one of the things that I keep talking about and what a lot of people are talking about in avalanche world is the depth. The depth is there, but it's not what it was last year. And I think the avalanche still have some needs to address. The only way they can do that is through PTOs because they don't have a lot of money left to go sign guys right up to that cap limit. Uh, Mainly because you are likely going to have to pay out bonuses as well. So you can't go over where you are right now. And I don't have cap friendly up in front of me, but I think the avalanche like two and a half right around there left. You can't go sign a guy for two and a half or 2.4 because you have your, your youngsters who are still on ELCs um, and because of those entry-level contracts could have some bonuses paid out to them, which will go against the cap for next year. So you don't want to do that. So you want to find some guys that you can get for the bare minimum. Anisimov is one of those guys. So uh, he, you, you're not going to have to pay him what's left on his contract, which is like four and a half million dollars. He's kind of fallen off a little bit over the past couple of years, but I just don't think he was in the right place. You know, playing with Ottawa, up and coming team, but a young team. And he is, uh, I don't have his age in front. I know he's in his 30s, his young 30s, 33. Um, so for the Avalanche, it, it could be twofold. You bring in a guy who has some veteran presence, has been a good goal scorer in the past. And 
you see the avalanche doing this this offseason, bringing in a guy like Ryan Murray, who we'll talk about later, um, even bringing in another guy on a, on a player tryout in Jack Johnson. I don't think that one's going anywhere because, you know, he's a defender. The avalanche are shored up on defense. I really don't think they need to bring in another defenseman between what they already have and guys in the prospect pool. Uh, but this is the other thing with, with player tryouts. They're not just trying out for the team that signed them to the PTO. This is basically uh, a tryout uh, for the entire league, and you just happen to be wearing an Avalanche jersey. So he can go sign anywhere he wants to go sign. Johnson or Anisimov can go sign anywhere they want. They're basically holding a tryout and just asking this team, let me wear your jersey while I do my tryout, is essentially what they're doing. Now, do they give the team that gave them the opportunity to do the tryout first dibs, maybe a first crack at it? Yeah, it's not guaranteed, but maybe. Maybe there's some, you know, hey, thank you for uh, letting me display my talent. And if you're doing that with, with a team that is a Stanley Cup favorite, I mean, you might go chase the money. That's always a possibility. The Avalanche don't have that. The Avalanche are not going to be able to offer him what they have left in cap space. Another team might be able to do that. So for Anisimov, it might come down to that. I I would I wouldn't mind this. There, you know, he would be a great depth player for the Avalanche and where they are, because that is the question for them right now. Is do it's not do they have the depth can the depth hold up for the course of a season because there's a lot of question marks there right now so uh bringing in a guy like him veteran presence obviously knows the game obviously has succeeded in the game in the past for whatever reason it just hasn't panned out for him the past couple seasons I, like i said earlier i think a lot of it has to do with the team he was playing for get him on a team like the avalanche and you might see, you know, maybe a little bit of a resurgence in him. So uh, I'm not against this one. And if they if they were to eventually sign him, because like I said, he's he's a veteran, and it's not going to cost you a lot, and it can't cost the Avalanche a lot. So uh, it's another guy, another guy. That you have, and this this is how the Avalanche are going to have to do it. They're going to have to get creative in if they want more depth. If they're happy. With who they have, which in doing these two moves doesn't seem like they are. Seems like they still want to uh, get some guys on the roster. This is how they have to do it because they just don't have the cap space. Uh, but we'll see where this goes. But uh, when when the Jack Johnson one came, I didn't really bat an eye. I haven't even talked about it on the show because I didn't really think much of it. Uh, I don't think he's hanging around. Uh, I mean, anything is possible, you know, don't get me wrong, but, and he would be on the cheap too. Uh, but I see him going somewhere else, but, uh, Anisimov could be staying and I'd be okay with that. So, all right, let's, uh, hear from a couple of our sponsors, then get into some Olympic talk. So, uh, first let's hear from betonline.ag and it is that time of year again, folks, uh, if you were listening to this on the day it was released on Thursday, September 9th, there is football tonight and it is back. So it is once again that time of the year and all eyes are now turning 
to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. And Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest. Open now at Bet Online. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th, tonight. Uh, the season opener between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25. This is for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. So from football, basketball, boxing, obviously hockey, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait and take action on all of the great offers available for the 2021 season. And if you head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up, you can receive a 100% welcome bonus with the promo code locked on. It's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Also brought to you by Direct TV Stream and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment that you love without the hassle. It's Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct DirecTV Stream. And you can learn more over at directtv.com. Once again, head over to directtv.com and learn more about Direct TV Stream. All right. Uh, the Olympics. Yes, we know that uh, it's official. NHL players are back in the Olympics. This February, we thought that was likely uh, because when the schedule came out and there was that big chunk of nothing in February. Okay, well, this seems to be trending in the direction of NHL players going back. And we got the final stamp of approval. Yes, that's happening. Immediately, you're like, okay, how many Avalanche players are going? We won't know the, the final rosters. I don't know when that exactly is. Um, but it's probably going to be in, in January. I remember, I think it was, uh, at the winter classic, they did it once during intermission. I am I'm, I'm almost positive on that. So it's probably around the same time we will hear when, uh, we'll, we'll he- at least uh, they did at least the, the, uh, United States team. Uh, but you're probably thinking around the new year, you're going to hear these rosters. Um, and if you want to go listen to Locked On NHL today, Adam Denker and I discuss each country and kind of the the premier players on each team for each of those countries. Obviously, I'm not going to do that for Locked On Avalanche. More talk about the potential players that could go because there's a lot of them. Um, you have your your shoe-ins like Nathan McKinnon. Uh, like Miko Rantanen, like Gabe Landeskog, and Kale McCarr. Those guys, unless they say, no, I'm not going to risk the injury, those guys are going. But if you go through this roster, and I'll just start out, you know, coloradoavalanche.com on their roster page and go alphabetically, uh, there's, you know, there's the shoe-ins, and then there's the guys that you could make a case for. Andre Burakovsky is one of those guys. Uh, I And, and if you're looking around on websites and kind of seeing these uh, these hockey sites that are doing this, kind of like guessing, 
Burkowski's in there on, on every single one. So you would almost have to count him in. Um, Jost, no. Kadri, no. Landis Scott, so let's count these. Burkowski, yes. I'm going to count him in. Um, Kadri, likely no. Landis yes, for Sweden. McKinnon, obviously, for Canada. Um, let's go down. Newhook, nope, way too young. Nachuskin could be on there. Um, so that's five, right? Yeah, Burkowski, Landeskog, McKinnon. No, so far because I'm I'm jumping ahead to Rantanen. When you when you mention Landeskog and McKinnon, you immediately mention Rantanen as well. But I'm going alphabetically, so uh, that's three. And then Nachuskin could be four. Um, I've seen him on some rosters, and I've seen him not on some rosters. So maybe he's one of those fringe players for Russia that uh, does make it or does not. But he could be in there, so that could be four. Obviously, there's Rantanen. That's five. Uh, Byram, no, not this go around. Uh, Gerard, I, I don't think he will make it, but he will probably be in the conversation. So that's six. Um, Makar, definitely. That's seven. And Taves, again, I think he's kind of in the, the Sam Gerard realm. I don't think Taves makes it, but he could be in the conversation. So we'll put him in there for now, but I don't think he's going to make it eight. Uh, and we'll say we'll say eight, and we'll say six definites. Um, and then for the goalies, again, Kemper, I've seen him on some and not on some, but I've seen him on more than not. So I would put him in at nine. And then Francois for the Czech Republic is basically on almost everyone I've seen as a backup goalie. So that's 10. If all that pans out, you could have 10 Colorado Avalanche players playing in the Olympics. If you remove, let's say you remove Taves, Gerard, and who else? I mean, even if you wanted to remove Nachuskin, that's still seven, but I'm not going to remove him. I think Nachuskin could make it as third or fourth line guy. You could have eight guys, eight realistic guys playing for the Olympics. Is that good or is that bad? And this is where it gets into, uh, you know, NHL players playing the Olympics. The reason why they didn't, because the owners hated it. The owners don't want to stop playing for, you know, uh, really three weeks when it comes down to it. Um, for money reasons, obviously, and for asset reasons, because these guys are assets. And if they get injured not playing for for the team that they play for in the NHL. That's not where you want them to get injured. You don't want them to get injured anywhere. Uh, and it's not like these guys slow down when they're playing in the Olympics. Uh, maybe they don't hit as hard or as much, but they are, you know, that's not the only way to get injured in a hockey game is just getting checked up against the boards. Uh, they are going full bore. And you better believe if Nathan McKinnon has the opportunity to play with Connor McDavid, uh, he's not going to he's not going to slow down. You know that is that is uh, a a match made in heaven for him, and he is going to go all out. Um, and he wants to win something. He just said in the when the Avalanche got eliminated that you know he hasn't. One, he has, you know, he hasn't won. You know what? He was talking about the NHL, but it doesn't matter where that guy plays. He wants to win, and if he's playing for his country and for a gold medal, he is going to play 
the only way he knows how, and that is max effort. So it's a good and a bad thing because you love to see the avalanche be well represented. Uh, on the other hand, on the other hand, every game you watch, you are going to be bracing and covering your eyes every time you see the littlest of hit because yes, the Olympics are awesome and they're meaningful. Uh, but when you have a good team like the avalanche do, you don't want any of those guys to not be there when the NHL season picks back up again, whether it's for a game or weeks or the rest of the season, let's hope not. So that's the give and take. I love it personally. I, I love that they're playing for it. But yes, I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to want I'm going to be rooting for them. And I'm going to be rooting for for Team USA, but also for individual Avalanche players wherever whatever country they're playing for. But you better believe that uh if there's a big hit happening, I'm going to be crossing every possible thing that I can cross that they are okay. Because this is, you know, weren't in this position last time for the Avalanche when NHL players were playing in the Olympics. The Avalanche are in a great position now to do something special for this year and future years. But with the way things ended last year, and I'm not saying if they won the, the cup, it would be maybe a little bit easier, but maybe it would because you have that cup, but because you don't have that cup and that's what you want from the fan perspective Go out there, win a medal, come back safe and sound. And that's all I'll say. Let me know what you guys think. Drop me a line. Find me on Twitter or uh, LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com. All right. Let's hear from a couple more of our sponsors and then get into uh, three players who cannot wait to hit the ice. But first, we're going to hear from Built Bar and BuiltBar.com. And did you know that Built Bar not only is the best tasting protein bar on the market, but everybody has their own favorite flavor when it comes to built bars. And if you know me, anything that's got peanut butter in it, I'm okay with. And built bar delivers there. So they have some good peanut butter flavors. But if you're into things like mint and mint brownie or double chocolate or salted caramel, they have something for everybody. And if you can't decide what you want, you can get a mixed box where you will get two of each of the nine flavors available. And they're not only delicious, but they are healthy. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories range from 130 to 180. Four to five grams of sugar. Four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. Go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off of your order. Once again, that promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And we're also brought to you by Stat Hero. And did you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? I can attest to that. It's not really that surprising. Why? And it's because the game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention the so-called experts who have more tools and more time than you do. You really don't stand a chance. But now there is Stat Hero. It is the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. 
And this is how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineup and dares you to beat them. So it's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. It's winner take all. And you have the advantage. Stat Hero, they show you your lineup ahead of time. Nobody else does that. You are in control. And Stat Hero is the DFS the way it was meant to be, one-on-one. So play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Sign up for free. And right now you can get three times money back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That is crazy. Uh, so go to stathero.com slash locked on. Once again, stathero.com slash locked on. All right, finally, uh, three, we'll do today. We'll do three players. Like I said, looking forward to getting back on the ice and, and kind of proving something. And then tomorrow for Friday, we'll do the opposite three players who maybe are kind of tailing off or not expecting too much from, um, so for today, we'll do the good tomorrow. I guess we'll do the bad if you want to say that. So, uh, for, for three guys that kind of are, are, can't really wait to get on the ice for a number of, of reasons. Sometimes it's because of injury. Uh, sometimes it's because it's with a new team. Sometimes because they're just trending in that direction. And for that, for the blah, for the past couple of years, uh, you, you see incremental uh, positives. And then they just can't wait to start a brand new season where they finally, it just snaps and it all comes together and it clicks. Could be a number of reasons why things like this happen. And I think a lot of people are thinking Tyson Jost for that last one. He's not on my list for today, but yes, I'm expecting good things from Tyson Jost this year. He is that guy that is trending upwards. For me, it's two of the guys that that were injured and one uh, because he's on a new team. And uh, I guess we'll start with Pavel Francos. I think for for Francis, he a lot was going to be expected of him last year, and I keep saying it, and and we cannot forget that they he was going into a preseason battling for the number one spot with Philip Grubauer. We can't forget that. Would he he have beaten him out? We will never know. Probably not, but. It was not a foregone conclusion that Philip Grubauer was the A number one starting every single day goalie for the Colorado Avalanche. We all know what happened. Francois didn't play a game. He got injured. Grubauer was the man. We lost him in free agency. Now everybody was up in arms because everybody all of a sudden loved Philip Grubauer. Understandably so. But Pavel Francois was no pushover. And again, in the year prior, I just feel like it's it's – Everything has just not gone his way because the year prior, Grubauer got injured in the outdoor game. Francois took over and proceeded to the very first week was the number one star in the NHL. And then the very next week was the number three star in the NHL. And he would have been the goalie going into the playoffs because Grubauer likely wasn't coming back. But COVID came, everything got stopped, and we had bubble hockey. Uh, Grubauer did come back, but he got hurt again. We all know the story. And then for last year, people were expecting a lot from Pablo Francos. Even if he didn't win out, uh, win, win the, the starting goalie position outright, they were still expecting him to, to play a lot last season. Never happened. So now that Grubauer is gone, 
Now you have a, a new goalie in Darcy Kemper, who's the number one guy. Uh, Grubauer, excuse me, Francois knows his role. He, he knows he's going to be the backup to Kemper, uh, especially coming off uh, in a injury, a full season injured. It's not going to be, they're not going to be going into the season going head to head. He knows he's the backup, but he knows he's going to play a lot. And I think he is itching to play because he was playing some really good goaltending. So, um, and I, and, and when you lose an entire season, even though it was a 56 game season, you are itching to get back out on that ice. And I think Francois has something to prove. I, I think, you know, he, he could be one of those guys. The Avalanche has some good goalies waiting in the wings to come up and not necessarily take over the starting gig, but the backup gig. Uh, so Francois says he's got, what's he got? I'm going to bring up their cat friendly quick, but he's either one. I think this is last year. Um, yeah, this is his last year on this contract and he's 31. Same age as Kemper. So uh, goalie situation is going to be interesting for the Avs after this coming season because Kemper's only got one year left, and so does Francois. So where do they go from there? That's a discussion for another time. But for this year, I think Francois has something to prove um, to get another contract, maybe another two-year, three-year contract with the Avalanche at the end of this season. In that same realm, we'll stick with the guys who missed an entire season. (coughs) Excuse me. Eric Johnson. Um, Eric Johnson, uh, you have to love him if you're an avalanche fan, awesome guy in the locker room, uh, an alternate captain, rightly so. And same thing with him going into the bubble. Uh, all you heard about was how well he was practicing and he looked reinvigorated and he looked like a new guy. It looked like he lost five years uh, and he was flying around the ice in practice and then gets injured. And then uh, same thing for this past season. Sound like he was having a really good training camp and started off okay, nothing spectacular, but okay. Kind of your typical Eric Johnson uh, defensive game um, and then gets flipped up, smacks his face on the ice, and he's done for the season. I get the feeling that Eric Johnson knows his time in Colorado is, is coming to an end. He still has a few years left. Let me get to his. What's he got? Three years? Two years left. And I feel like he knows the writing is on the wall for him after two years. So, and he's, uh, he knows he's on a good team. So he's got two years to win this thing because at, after that he's 35, I think, let me double check his, yeah, he's gonna be 35 years old at the end of that contract. No guarantee he comes back. And if he does, it's going to be for short term. The Avalanche might not have money to bring him back, you know, because when, once he, his contract is up, uh, Nathan McKinnon's come calling for a brand new deal. And all that $6 million that was going to Eric Johnson is pretty much going to Cal um, McCarr. Yeah. Nathan McKinnon. So I think you're going to see uh, an invigorated Eric Johnson for the next two years. 
because he knows time is running short for him uh, to win a cup with the Colorado Avalanche. So you're going to see – I think you're going to see him his, his effort level. Not that it's ever been in doubt. You have to love Eric Johnson and, and the, the effort he puts out. Uh, but he he wants to win a cup with the Avalanche, and he wants to get back out on the ice and and just play a full season healthy. And we will see if he can do that, which leads to the last person where the injuries have always plagued him, and that's Ryan Murray. And that's the new guy who's coming over. And this is Joe Sackick trying to find that or, or, or tap into the talent pool and say, like, it's not working for this guy with the team he's on with the Devils. Let's see if we can bring him in there. Number two overall pick has a lot of talent. Let's see what he can do when he's on a good team. So that's Joe Sackick's mindset, and that's probably Ryan Murray's mindset too. Now I'm on a good team. Now I have to up my game to hang with these guys. And it's I'm not comparing these two, but but you saw what how how much better Devon Taves did when he came over to the Avalanche. Just a system that just seemed to fit him better. Not that he played poorly in New York with the Islanders, but upped his game when he came to Colorado. I'm not saying Ryan Murray is going to up his game to the level of Devon Taves, but he could up his game where you're not thinking of him as a liability on the ice each and every game. So uh, those three guys, I think, are, are cannot wait to get back out on the ice to prove something to themselves, uh, the fans, the team, and in the end, lift a cup. So uh, let me know what you think. Agree, disagree. And there's other guys too, but you know I do want to go on and on. We just figured we'd do three, maybe three and a half. So I did mention Jost too, but um, and then tomorrow we'll do three guys who need to keep stepping it up, or not keep stepping it up, just step it up. Uh, maybe they're trending in the other direction, and it's not completely over for them, but they just need to really turn things around and quickly, uh, or their days might be numbered in Colorado as well. All right, that will be it for today, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. We will be back tomorrow. I do think Kyle is going to be joining me on uh, the Friday episode if he is available. Um, If not, you'll just get me again. So um, that's going to be it for today, everybody. Thank you. It's always appreciated. We will see everybody tomorrow. Here's Jovi. Go, Abs, go. Go.